Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, listeners. We are here live in the Asylum Wrestling Podcast after our two-week hiatus. We were all in Haiti taking vacations, and I think Magic was in Hawaii, and Nick was in Tahiti, and uh, I don't know where Nate has been, so um, we have uh, with us, as always, tonight, we have the great belt man himself, Nick Francis. What's going on? What's going on, guys? What's up, David, John, and our wonderful producer, Nate? Uh, not going to lie to you guys. I'll just be straight up with you. I've kind of missed chatting with you guys up on here. So uh, glad to be back, back in action. And I uh, want to welcome the listeners wherever you're listening from. And uh, I've got a jam-packed show for you. We've got a non-free giveaway coming up, so stay tuned for that later on in the show. And uh, like I said, stick around with us. You'll uh, definitely enjoy it. And, of course, we have the, the magic man himself. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever you are listening to this, guys, we have missed you. We've been gone too long. I tried to convince Nate and Gold and Nick to let us do about a four- or five-hour show. Unfortunately, I was outvoted. But, guys, we get a killer in line for you. It is coming up. We got news. We got notes. We got the pay-per-view loser contest with all of us let's see where we're standing in that and guys as nick said we got a great giveaway so just stay tuned listen to the show it's gonna be awesome and by the way i just realized i fucking said tahiti i don't know what the fuck that is it's twelve twenty-six in the morning <laughs> i'm just gonna say that's a new country and we're just gonna go from there just for everyone listening like what the fuck so um yeah anyways so, guys, I want to kind of start the show out um, because we haven't had a show since the Rumble. I wanted to get your gentleman's thoughts. And, of course, Nate, you can chime in as well if you choose to do so uh, on what we thought about the Rumble and uh, the results and whatnot. And uh, I'll, I'll get us kind of started off on my thought on it. At first, I'm not going to even sit here and lie. I'm probably like one of every million people that actually sat there and watched this thing and was like, man, I'm really so fucking sick of this Brock Lesnar stuff, right? The, the, it's tarnishing the rumble. He's just throwing every fucker out within seconds. But then when I kind of saw the direction they were going with it and uh, how he was eliminated by McIntyre, um, it uh, not only did it build McIntyre up, hardcore but uh honestly i kind of loved it after watching it again and understood what they were doing and for once i have to give the writers their credit on that one or whomever came up with that idea it did make lesnar look super strong but it made mcintyre look even stronger when he finally uh, eliminated him um also on top of that uh, i thought it was a, a pretty good show um, I thought the women's rumble was, was pretty good. I'm, I wasn't a big fan of Charlotte winning it again, of course, but, uh, I am a fan of what is possibly to come from it. Um, and at the same token, I'm a little kind of indecisive. I love seeing Santina Morella, but I don't know if I would have had him come out that late in the rumble. Um, I thought it was freaking hilarious. I thought they built Beth Phoenix up really nicely. Uh, in that match and kind of showed her dominance from what we used to see many years ago. 
Um, but overall, I thought it I thought it was an excellent show. Um, a lot of ways I can see things going, but uh, overall, I thought it was a great uh, great match. So, what are, what are you guys' take on the show? Um, I'll, I, I, it's hard for me to disagree with anything that you said, David. Um, I think they had the perfect winner in the men's rumble, uh, picking Drew McIntyre. It's, it's, he's overdue for a, uh, a WrestleMania run, whether he wins the title or not. I, I don't know the direction they'll go with that, but, um, perfect winner there. And like you said, the way they, they had Brock in it, I, I'm not going to say it was predictable. I didn't see him winning it. And, and we'll get to that later in the show when uh, when Magic tells you that I did predict the winner of this man's rumble. <laughs> but um, spoiler, I think I think it was uh, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but but I, I honestly think it was a pretty good pay per view. I, I, like I said, it's been a couple weeks. I'm trying to remember exactly every match from it, but I don't recall a bad match from it. I think the Fiend and Daniel Bryan match was you know real good. Not gonna again. Pretty predictable. I didn't see Daniel Bryan winning that match, and, and as he didn't, um, but I think it was it was a great match. And overall, the pay per view, like I said, I think I made a post about it. I would definitely give it, you know, an eight out of ten at, at worst. Uh, the women's rumble was. I'm not on board with Charlotte winning, but I agree with the direction they may be going with her going for the NXT title. It looks like so that's uh, got a pretty good outcome in that, and. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's one of the better pay-per-views that I've seen in a while, which I'm a big Royal Rumble fan anyway, so it's kind of hard to screw that pay-per-view up. But overall, I'd say it was very good. What about you, Magic? All right, so um, on some of these matches, guys, I'll just I'll just go over the win, whatever. won't spend a lot of time because there's a couple points I do want to make on these. So let's just start on the kickoff show. We had Sheamus and Shorty G. Um, that's kind of, in my opinion, a pointless match. No one really gained and no one advanced from that. Uh, you can say, hey, Sheamus is back, so he's, it's a victory on his way back. I get that. But beating Shorty G, no one's like, oh, my God, Sheamus is back. It's Shorty G. Uh, the U.S. championship was Andrade and Humberto. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I'm, sh- I'm sure this storyline and everything was before the suspension. Um which is a little crazy because usually when someone gets suspended, they're going to drop the belt. They kept it on Drade this time, so that's a little, that's a little there. But uh, I haven't made up my mind on Humberto yet. I really like Andrade, but Humberto, I'm not sure about yet. Um, the next matchup we had the Falls Count Anywhere Roman and Corbin. That was what it was. Not like a super technical awesome match, but we knew it wouldn't be. I mean, it's Falls Count everywhere. It's a big baseball stadium. We knew that one was going to go crazy. Uh, we had Charlotte win the women's rumble. Um, I'm okay with that because, in my opinion, uh, there's still not a win or a woman on the roster at Charlotte's level. I think she is ahead of everyone by a good gap. Uh, some people might disagree with that, but that's just my opinion. I don't think there's another woman on the roster right now that will challenge her or push her enough to where she could be. Uh, next up, we had the women's SmackDown women's uh, Bailey versus Lacey. Bailey won, not like a super duper amazing match or anything like that to me, but um, you know Bailey keeps on with her championship. 
Uh, it is kind of interesting to see how quick and how uh, quickly they were able to make Lacey face. Um, and then we had that strap match, the Fiend and Daniel Bryan. Um, I thought that was a really good match, but I also think any match with Daniel Bryan, that guy is just so good in the ring, whether he's face, heel, win, lose, he will make a match by himself. Uh, Becky defeated Asuka. Um, so here's my unpopular, probably, I'm probably in the minority on this one. Um, I'm tired of Becky. I, uh, I, I don't know what it is. Um, her saint, her little gimmick, her act, people don't remember, but this was supposed to be a Becky Hill turn and, uh, she did not accomplish that. Um, People still liked her, whatever. That's good. That's cool. But then I want you to remember when Daniel Bryan made his hill turn. He was super-duper loved, came back from injury. He made his hill turn, and like that, the fans were on him, hating him. Now let's think of Becky's. She made her hill turn, and she doesn't. She didn't get the response they wanted. Now you can say, oh, she's stone-cold face or whatever. That's cool. I get it. Um, I'm just not big a little tired of it or a little i don't know maybe it's just me but that's how i am uh but her and oscar did decent match um oscar's really good in the ring so that was great all right now on to the men's rumble first we'll talk about drew um drew's an amazing choice we i think as fans or serious fans we've been waiting for this for some time but guys the thing i want to talk about is brock lesnar Brock Lesnar in this match might have had one of the best in-ring performances of all time. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Hold yes, on. 100%. No, no, no. Go on, but no. no. I actually agree. I actually no. agree with that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I do. Brock Lesnar was amazing. I mean, he did such amazing. I want go back and pay attention. Now, what happened was a lot of people missed it because you were all pissed off. Oh, that's I don't want to see Brock performance, but best in no ring. best uh, in ring performance of all time. Uh, 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 one of uh, my heart just like shattered in a million pieces. There's so many better matches than what he's put on, but okay, I got you. Just go back and watch. Watch the way he sells. He's able to look like a monster. He's able to make opponents look good. His sells, his reaction. This was an amazing performance. Then I want you to think of how many different individual spots and interactions he had. That is amazing just in the memory and the ring work alone. Um, now, like I said, a lot of people were pissed because they're like, oh, my God, Brock's just throwing them out as soon as they get in. But guys, this is one of the best ever. Um, a little, little known wrestler actually agrees with me. Y'all might have heard of him. His name is John Cena. He actually said that Brock Lesnar is the best in-ring performer ever, and he loved the Royal Rumble uh, performance. And that's coming from John Cena, though. Grain of salt. Yes, Gold. The uh, oh. John Cena who sold out millions and millions and has been in the business for 20 years versus gold and hey <laughs> there are millions of people that would agree with me and millions of people that would disagree with me 
And yes, Cena's been in the business for 20 years. That's great and good for him. But I still have the right, as somebody who is at least knowledgeable on wrestling to a certain level and certain degree, to disagree. Now, well, that's true. I but you, but do what Cena can do in the ring. I was uh, never has ever nothing to do that. with that. But you did say, "Oh, that's John Cena saying that." Grain of salt. Grain of salt. It Those is. Are your words. To me, to me, he wrestled like he's like he's nobody. <laughs> right. He's, he's he's to me, and this is my, just my sole opinion, and and no one else's. It's not fact. It's not something that people, some people would agree with and some would disagree. What I'm saying is merely a David Gold opinion. doesn't make it factual at all whatsoever. In my humble opinion, John Cena was in a, wrestled in a time, most of his career has, was in a time when they've been in a lull. So that's my opinion. Okay, good, but this we're not talking about John Cena. We're talking about Brock Lesnar here. I challenge anyone, including Gold, to go back and watch this Rumble, and all you got to do is watch up until Brock is eliminated. That's fine. But I want you to take away your emotion. I want you to take away your hate for Brock. Your, he's a part-time worker. Your thought of, oh, my God, they're going to make him just throw this. I want you to remove all of your emotion, be completely bland, and I want you to just watch Brock. And I mean, pay attention to the little things. Watch his facial expressions. Watch his movements. Watch how much energy he is. Watch how he's able to be gassed and still push that pedal. Watch how he's able to look like a monster, but yet make his opponents look amazing too. And I'm not talking about the first couple where he threw them out quick, but the the legitimate guys. Watch when uh, watch when Keith Lee comes down. That whole performance in the ring, that's all amazing. Now, he also does that have... That was amazing. It was. And then the the he put over Drew McIntyre so huge. And uh, Paul Heyman, too. Uh, don't give Paul Heyman his credit, too. But there, there's... Like, Brock literally sold the Claymore for, I think, three minutes just laying on the ground. And Paul Heyman looking up in such shock and disbelief. I mean, that was an amazing amazing performance. Um, the other one little thing, or not little, not little at all was I know because y'all are wrestling fans too. Y'all had to love it, but how can we not talk about the edge return? Um, this is the rumors that had been going on for a while. Um, and then right before this edge had said, Oh, I'm not even under contract. I haven't gotten clearance. I didn't go to the doctor. Uh, so we should have known, being that he's a worker and a wrestler, that that meant he's definitely making his return. <laughs> but um, the only thing I wanted to say about Edge, obviously, had been gone a long time. I thought he still handled himself pretty well in the ring. You could tell he's getting blown up quick or getting tired quick because, you know, uh, The Rock said it when he's come back and everything. You can be in the best cardio shape. You can be in your best shape. But there's still a difference between in-ring work. So um, to me, it looked like he, he was getting a little tired. But other than that, I think Edge performed awesome. Uh, what's y'all's take on Edge? I think the next night, what Edge did was even more important. Um, he was amazing. I think for coming back after being out of the ring for so long, he moved around extremely well. I think a lot of the observations from some of the younger fans were, why did he steal Roman Reigns' spear? And I'm like, what? <laughs> But um, <laughs> someone actually said that. Yeah, there have been I a couple of people. Um, but 
the next night, not to jump ahead, but the next night when Orton came out and the fans looking like, wow, like cause he sold that injury on his neck, like Orton brought it back and taken mm-hmm. out the stretcher and the legend killer coming back and full force again. Because Orton had no direction. They weren't using him. They weren't giving him direction in the past couple months. Right, right. And all of that was great. But not to kind of go away from what you're asking, I think Edge coming back and then lasting that long, I think any of us, I mean, maybe not you, John, because, you know, you've been in the ring so and recently. Um, But I think if I got in the ring right now, I wouldn't last a minute let alone what Edge did, and he had a full-on spinal surgery, you know? Yeah. So, no, And I'll agree with you, Gold. Uh, when I watched the Monday Night Raw where Edge gave his promo, it made me – and, you know, it, and I got to watch myself because it's so easy for us who are, you know, us who aren't 18 – to think it's always was better back in our younger day, right? Everything was better. Oh, sports were better, football, baseball, wrestling. But his promo just made me think, like, this is what WWE is missing today. And then give give Randy Orton credit, too. I think Randy Orton had a, had a very entertaining and awesome performance, too. He made it, you know, like when he climbed up and he was going to, he was gonna kill him by jumping, and then changed it just to the chair shot. I thought uh, Orton did great as well. Still is yeah, great. I think it saved Randy Orton. Randy Orton was getting stale to me, and this right here just, you know, revived him in my opinion. Because obviously they're going to fight at WrestleMania, I would assume. Oh yeah, that he signed I think for about five matches throughout the. Throughout the dirt, he's he's on more. He's like a Brock Lesnar contract with a couple less matches, but yeah. yeah and I, I yeah. think um, you know wherever you read, I think Sling of the I can't. I'm not going to quote which place because I can't remember exactly. They've gone back and said, well, it's actually a little bit more than that. So I would probably think that you know before Lesnar resigned this last time, it's probably something like that, and that's. That's obviously why they did that injury, so he can now go away for a little bit and they don't have to burn up his dates as quick. Yeah, he'll probably be gone for about three or four more weeks, show back up like at the right. Raw. Like one exactly. of the Raw. Kind of what they did with Taker at WrestleMania 20 when they had right. him pretty much out until like two weeks before uh, WrestleMania, and then he pops back up and Kane's like, no, you're dead, you know. But um, Right. I think that's was uh, crazy. I agree with Nick. Orton is very stale. He was, uh, he was all, and that's. I'm not trying to insult the guy. That's not his fault. That's just what WWE was doing to him. Right. Um, not. Yep, he's, yep. Orton is amazing in the ring. I've loved him since his his upset over Benoit in 2004 when he won the belt. I thought that was something huge, and I've always been an advocate for Orton. And he, his whole Legend Killer stuff was, was epic. His whole feud with Undertaker. Uh, culminating up to their WrestleMania match with his father uh, was amazing. Um, Orton has always been great to me, and I think they had no place for him. And then Edge comes back, throws him out of the Rumble, and then Orton's you know sitting down on the mat laughing. Because if you guys remember, at one of the Rumbles, when they were rated RKO, Orton threw Edge out. So he was laughing at him. So you thought, okay... But you didn't know that that made Orton snap. And you brought out that legend killer. So the, the whole setup was just 
just amazing and, and the stuff right. that Edge has done in his career, yeah. uh, inventing himself and reinventing himself and, you know, from, you know, the whole Edge and Christian comedy skits and stuff like that. Which they were amazing then. And then his singles run where no one knew what was going to happen because he was never without Christian for the first like six years of his career. Then you start having him buy in singles and they didn't really push Christian like they did Edge. Right. You know, it took Christian leaving to go to TNA before they realized how good Christian really was. Um, so, but I'm kind of, I apologize. I went off, but, uh, um, <laughs> and watching the, uh, some of the videos that like of the crowd reaction, the pop that he had got was freaking amazing. Yeah. And I think well deserved too. I mean, anytime you get someone like edge who makes a return, um, I think anything we get from them at that point is, is just gravy on top of, you know, that's a, you know, he can, anything we get from him, like he's at that point where I'm not going to go, Oh, that match just sucked. Why did they even do it? You know, it's, it's, everything is a bonus basically. And then when he stood in that aisle and stared, you're not a wrestling fan. If it didn't pull on your heartstrings a little bit. Like the way he just yeah. stood there and took it in. Like mm-hmm. I can I can only imagine if I ever made it to the WWE or even AEW or even ROH, right? That's how I would be if I stood in an aisle like fuck. I'm here. You know, I know his feeling wasn't I'm here, I made it. It was more of a, I'm back, you know, type right. of thing. But that's how I, I would feel in any shape or form if I was going into an aisle and someone entrusted in me to go out and perform. So that's how I would be. And I would just take that shit in. And I, I would be rushed down the aisle because who the fuck am I, right? But they were like, let he could ju- he could have stood there for 10 minutes and they wouldn't have said shit to him. Right. Like, and it was um, like, I know they're performers uh, slash actors slash whatever you want to call, but I mean, I want to, and I, and I do like inside, I feel like a lot of that was pure real emotion, you know, because it, it was, you know, it was more than just the, I'm playing a wrestler who's going to go try to win a rumble. There was a lot of personal there. And I think that, that was, um, some real reaction in his facials and stuff. Well, alrighty listeners, we're going to take our first break. And, uh, when we get back, we are going to discuss, something we all watched recently on netflix the toys that made us i don't know if all our listeners have watched it yet so spoiler alert we will be discussing that episode and uh, our thoughts on it and kind of going over our our thoughts and opinions on the figure lines we will be right back Excited to photograph your figures only to be disappointed. Fuck, these pictures suck. Don't worry, I got you, bro. Call David Gold's figure photography. Sexy. Get the pictures you need of your figures. Stove top. Off centered on carpet. Nice stuff, bro. You name it, David does it. Sexy. PM David Gold to schedule a consultation today. All righty, listeners, we're back, and uh, hopefully you guys uh, use the restrooms or 
pulled over and used the restroom if you're driving or whatever you're doing right now. Uh, we did uh, forget one important thing. Nate, what were your thoughts on the rumble? I think that the, um, well, I have two words, Drew Mack. Um, I've been a Drew McIntyre mark since, I think, 05 when he was teaming with William Regal on Velocity. Um, that guy is is a star, and if you watched Raw this week or last week or even the Rumble, um, I don't think there's been a guy that's had had the 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 heat that that guy has and is over with the crowd since the the emergence of Daniel Bryan. And if Vince is not looking at that and does not put him over at Mania, then I will know that Vince has lost touch. Um, I thought the rest of the pay-per-view was great. I thought Brock did great in the Rumble. Uh, the only other thing that I have to say, and I've mentioned this on the We Can't Wrestle Live show this week, was one of the my biggest issues in WWE now, and it's such a little issue, but for me it's a big one, is I have no idea who made the decision to make Lacey Evans a face because she was an amazing heel. Like, her, her coming out and calling a town... you. You people are nasty. Like, that whole thing was great, and she really got over with me. And then her as a face just is a popcorn fart to me. I don't know. I don't understand it. Popcorn fart. <laughs> it's just, it's, I don't get it. Like, you, ha- you, have this, you have this chick that can be just a, an amazingly nasty heel and get amazing heat, and you're, you're ruining it by making her a face. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything, anything bad about the character. You know, I understand. You know, she's a mother, and, and et cetera, et cetera, and that's great. But I just think she was so effective as a heel that that's they're missing the mark on her as a, as a, as a, uh, as a baby face. Yeah, I agree with you, and I don't like. I mean, I guess I'm maybe I'm one of the minority, but I really don't like the whole. Let's continue to show the husband and the daughter in the stand yeah, crowd over and over again. It's cheesy and lame and boring, and I'm not. I'm, hate, I'm not hating on her family or her child, but I'm just right. saying, like for the show, yeah, it's it's lazy and boring booking to me. I, I, I love agree, when Nate. she pulled her gloves off and smacked people with them. That's just, you're right. It was. I'm holier than thou. She had that whole Southern Belle, uh-huh. better than you thing going. I, I liked it too. You're right. I agree. And I think at WrestleMania, had she continued being a heel, it would have been awesome for her to knock Becky off. Definitely, that would have been good. Definitely. So yeah, and and I agree. I hate, I think it's bad. It's lazy booking, like you said. Is the when and you can tell like Bailey are. Once again, assumption on my part. I think you can kind of tell when she's like when she uses her as a mom as a cut down. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's dumb. That gets nowhere with anyone. No. Like when Bailey goes, "Oh, you're a bad mom" or whatever. Is like, no, no one cares about that. Yeah, it's it's stupid. And Bailey used as a heel is stupid. I don't know. I just that that whole thing. I know it's it's such a small part of the Rumble pay per view, but those two being miscast as they are really stuck out to me. Um, but the rest of the show I thought was actually a really good rumble, probably one of the better in the past few years, and and I'm looking forward to Mania. Yeah, I miss the inflatable tube men, for sure. <laughs> I love that, Bailey. Hugs for everyone, hugs for all. Um, so we're going to kind of go segue into, and I was just watching this the other day, and I thought this would be a great topic. I'm behind the masses, obviously. This has been out for, I think, a month or so, or two months now. Um, I happened to sit down and watch the toy that made us. Um, I really need to watch the rest of the series, but uh, I kind of skipped ahead to the wrestling episode because obviously that's my passion is wrestling. 
collectibles and whatnot. Um, I occasionally dabble in other stuff, but I'm more so the wrestling collector. But um, so just wanted to kind of discuss uh, with, with the gentleman here your thoughts on the episode, some stuff that kind of shot out to me, the the people they picked to interview for the show. I think the three of us, four of us should have been on there. Um, 100% agree with that I one. I, can, I think I can drop some chips on my shirt as well and, and, uh, and be interviewed and, and talk about, uh, well, that, that's what happened. You know, that's what happened. You know, I can do that too. And, um, but um, I, it was very interesting to see, how we could have possibly had some Galoob WWF figures. And I don't know if we would have been as excited as we were when the Hasbros came out. Like, honestly, I've always loved Galoob figures, don't get me wrong, but I always thought they were like the the B toy compared to the Hasbros. And, and you're uh, correct. <laughs> so, and I think it was, it was like a fart in the wind on Galoob's part. Like, oh, shit, we lost the contract. But it was really funny how Remco almost had it. Can you imagine the figures we would have gotten if Remco had it? Um, it would have been like a bunch of He-Man figures again. Um, kind of what we're getting now uh, with the Motu figures. But um, they actually have more design to them, of course. But nonetheless, um, what is your thoughts, gentlemen? Um, I think my first thing... My first takeaway is is that uh, ultimately speaking, Jax was the big winner here at the end. But um, I, I would tell you that uh, it was kind of very interesting to watch how it kind of went down and how Vince McMahon was Vince McMahon again. And they actually gave him credit in the episode saying that he gave the lube an opportunity to match what... Uh, Hasbro, or excuse me, LJN Universal was offering because Universal owned LJN at the time for those of us who haven't watched the episode. And honestly, I had forgotten that Universal owned LJN. So what are you guys' thoughts on the episode uh, that you saw? So I watched it and I thought um, I thought completely opposite of you, Gold. I, obviously, you were watching it with your Jax colored lenses because they even said in the episode that Jax were crappy. And really a disappointment when they first came out. Um, they didn't go to hell. And, <laughs> and now as I look at it through my Hasbro-colored glasses, it was obvious to me that Hasbros were the best. Um, but, and all joking aside, uh, I thought it was really good. Um, so at first I thought like, oh my God, they needed so much more. They needed this and that. And then I realized that's me as a collector saying it for the masses of people who are watching this, who are just trying to remember childhood memories. It was, it was good. It was very good for them. Me as a collector, I would take a whole season of in-depth, nothing but wrestling episodes. But that's because I'm the weird collector guy and not the normal person watching it. I know no. what Nick's about to reference. Go ahead, Nick. I know what you're going to say because I just thought about it. No, you, you go ahead. What are you thinking? <laughs> no, go ahead. You kind of you kind of referenced it the other day when you were talking about LJNs. Um, I'm just uh, for well, for one, I'll start by saying that you know they they what was it like an hour episode? So you didn't have a, as much time to put so much information into, you know, one hour. So I think, that yeah, I think it was like job, 45 uh, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very short period of time for that much 
you know, information. We're talking how many years of figures, I mean, up until Mattel till right now. So for them to throw all that information in a short period of time was, was amazing. But, um, yeah, Dave, me and David talked about it. You know, the uh, LJNs was actually supposed to be flexible, and th- that's something I really didn't know. You guys may have already known that, but they – like I said, it's been a couple of weeks since I watched the episode, but they basically explained where it was going to be like some kind of wiring mechanism in them, I, I believe, to make them bendable rather than just a basic, you know, what you had in LJN. And I believe the size was actually supposed to be different. But when <clears throat> I think they went on to explain, like when the whoever was, I guess, that approves the you know, the okay for it when they seen these big gigantic, you know, he man like figures, they're like, you know, Oh hell yeah, let's, this is what we're going to go with. And, uh, that puzzled me. I was kind of surprised by that, but, um, and then I think they, I don't think they gave a shout out too much. I think they sort of, like I said, we're talking about a 45 minute episode. So, but it was such a lull in not having figures. So I'm not a big BCA fan, but, and they're ugly figures, I'll be honest with you. I think we can all agree that their figures are probably one of the ugliest figures ever made. But they kind of, if I remember correctly, did they kind of revive the wrestling figures to an extent after Hasbro? First of all, I'm offended that they completely fucking skipped <laughs> just toys. All right? You didn't even mention the bendums that were in between when there was a lull, okay? All right, fine. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying the Bendems were fucking amazing or nothing like that, but I mean, come on, we did have some figures. They were Bendems, and I was one of the ones buying them. But nonetheless, um, cricket, you, cricket. <laughs> you're a thousand percent <laughs> correct. When you say that there was a lull, there was no figure lines at that point in time. WCW was just starting to kick off. As you're, um, you know, Hogan was in Japan. Um, he left the WWF, and then WCW was starting to poach all the guys and. Vince finally went to um, Jack's Classics, who was actually headed up by the guys who originally were there. So they went over to Jack, started that, Jack's Pacific. Um, but, um, yes, the BCAs, um, they, I think even Jack's understood that a lot of these weren't that good. So that's why they started bringing out the actual scans and stuff like that. But I'm going to say this. Jack's had some of the best fucking accessories. So that's where they made up for their shitty figures, okay, number one. Number two, their figures were way better to play with than a Hasbro. I think that was the big selling point. Yes, these are ugly, but you can play with them. So, and let's not lie, maybe you and Magic weren't, but several others were passing up Hasbros and buying those BCAs, and that's why those Hasbros went in three for ten bins, (laughs) because... No, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the. uh, I think you nailed it when you said that the BCAs and Jacks are a lot easier to, you know, play with. Because that's all I bought when I was younger was the BCAs and just beat the heck out of them. Because, I mean, I agree they were a lot easier to, you know, fight with and and this and that. Well, I think I think even in that episode, didn't they say they were just like. Stringless puppets or something. <laughs> Look, we know you're disdain the BCA's magic. We get it, but you know what? You can't talk shit about Jack because you love their classic. You buy no, them you're, you're right. And, and uh, I've said 
I think we discussed it before on the prior, but I told you those BCAs turned me off so much that that's why I basically never gave Jax a second chance after that. And now many years back, thanks to gold, hashtag devil on my shoulder, um, I did get into some of them. And I think the way – and remember, I'm an MOC guy, and the way they display on MOC are amazing. Yeah, I mean, if you take some of them out of the package, you're, they're definitely not – there's a lot to desire. But, um, I mean, to me, there are a lot of Jax figures that are that are rivaling Mattel now. But the sad part is, is one, they didn't go over Mattel much in the episode, I guess because they either ran out of time or they figured Mattels are newer. It would have been nice to hear a little bit of discussion about the, the distribution issues that we're having. And I think – the storyline was a bit rushed, but maybe they'll go back to it. But I feel like it should have been more of a two. I think each one of these episodes should be more than, more like two or three hours. And I feel like that they kind of kind of sped through certain lines. Like, I really do feel Toy Biz is underrated. And if you look at some of the Toy Biz WCW figures and look at the face scans, look at some of the accessories that came in those lines... You'd understand why Jax was like, fuck, our BCA suck. Because the toy biz was a step up. When I started seeing my friends' WCW figures, when I would take my BCAs over his house, I was jealous. I'm like, fuck, these are nice fucking figures. So Which ones? The toy biz, WCW figures. Oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Not the old San up. Francisco's? No, not the original San Francisco toy makers now. Those are like... Some of them were okay, but when they were talking about how they vibrate and stuff, I'm like, these are these were terrible. They were bragging about the OSFTM figures, and honestly, they were most of them are terrible. Most of them are really bad, but um, they were like a, they were like a smaller mold of the LJN figures, just not as good as the LJN figures. Um, and they were really bragging about themselves because. Oh, yeah, Jewish lightning. You know, it's like, dude, <laughs> your figure sucked, man. You had the lube, you had the OSFTM WCW, you had the OSFTM ECW. I mean, the ECW ones, I like them, I collect them, but at the same token, compared to a BCA or the Toy Biz, your figure sucked, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, my take on and and your y'all are right, like, it, they needed more time. But be, if you had that limited time, I probably wouldn't have gone. I probably would have taken a little bit more out of Origins because it seemed like they spent a long time on how guys first got into it and this company and that company. And then they're like, oh, crap, we only got a couple minutes left, so we'll just barely talk about every figure line now. Yeah, and if you want to see some terrible figures, start start looking up the maximum sweat figures. And the um, the stomp figures. Oh boy, those are pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm staring at a maximum sweat Triple H right now. Oh my god, it's pretty bad. Um, even the packaging is pretty bad. Like the the way they have them looking. But I mean, <clears throat> what Jax was famous for in the BCA lines for those of us who collect BCAs or have bought them in the past is they would make a ton of the same figure. See, now, Series 1 and 2 were excellent, right? That's when you had the Owen Hearts, the Bret Hearts, the Diesels, the Razor Ramones, the Vader, right? Those are great. Those were great lines. The packaging was great. The figures were decent, so on and so forth. Now, the limbs were a little loosey-goosey. I didn't like that. But 
when you started seeing more of we're going to bring out hundreds of millions of stone colds and rocks and all those figures all they did was they made so fucking many they repackaged them in different packaging yeah like, also go, part of my hatred for jacks yep they would go hey uh, prime example they had a ripton roofless which is a great line there's two series of it you had andre the giant um mankind undertaker you know, you Legend series, you had the Ripton Roofless. They were on these little backer stands. They were really cool, right? Mm-hmm. So what they did was is they mass-produced Stone Cold, The Undertaker, and Andre the Giant, right? So they're like, what do we do with all these extra figures? Oh, we got an idea. We get rid of the backer pieces because those are expensive as fuck to make. We're going to take these three guys and we're going to throw them in a three-pack. And we're going to change the packaging. And then it's like people are flocking like, oh, and then... When they buy it, they're like, hold on, hold the fucking phone. This is the same goddamn figure. <laughs> it's the same figure. It's like the Braun Strowman. Like the, right. Making the same fucking Braun Strowman over and over again, but they give him a different accessory. Like one comes with an ambulance door and the other comes with a fucking um, violin or uh, guitar or whatever. Fuck. Um, I will give Mattel credit. They don't repackage that much. I'll give them credit there. They might change the paint a little bit at least. Whereas Jax was like, fuck you. It's the same one, but we're putting it in a different package. Like my best friend, one of my best friends outside of these groups, he's a big mankind mark. He's like, I'm going to own every Mick Foley mock there is. And it's like, he'll buy a mankind. And I'll go, dude, that's the same BCA as this one, this one, this one, and this one. And he'll go, well, the package is different, so I have to own it. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't say anything. That's kind of how I am on certain figures as well. Yeah, like your Undertaker Hasbro's. But, um, well, it's like the, I think I told these guys in the admin group the other day. I found out, you know, this new Hogan Pop that's coming out has a different sticker. So now I got to get the different sticker ones. Okay, that's, that's the... a little different, though, Magic. I, I, I got to say, it might be the same figure. But at least they're giving you a, a, a limited edition sticker. Whereas Jax is just like, fuck you. We're going to change it and put it in a four-pack box set. And it's going to be the same figure. And you're going to go, <laughs> oh. And then they're going to bring well, a four-pack out with these fake paper belts. And they're going to be like, buy these because they have these paper belts now. Yeah, I mean, I can't say. Because Hasbro's, I did that. They repackaged the Shawn Michaels. They repackaged uh, uh, Razor Ramon. Um and I had to get each kind. Yeah, they repainted Yokozuna. They're like, it's the same one. We just repainted and I, and I And I, I'm not, like, I don't mind repaints, but the the Sean the, uh, and Razor are the exact same. They're not even repaints. So, I mean, I, I think it was a great episode. You're right. It was, both you gentlemen are correct. It was very rushed. Um, <clears throat> I feel like, when he talked about how much money the Hasbro's made, then they talked about how much money the Jacks made. Um, we bought a lot of figures, and we were the ones padding their pockets and stuff. And it, one thing that one thing that uh, was crazy I didn't I didn't know was that Hasbro just said eh, I'm done with them because business was down a little. Well, didn't they say Hasbro closed? Like they should, no, no, no. They, they like shut down that division or something. Well, they said that because uh, WWE was down and wrestling was down at that time, they said it just wasn't profitable or wasn't enough money for them anymore. So they just let the contract expire. They didn't even try to resign. 
That's right. You're right. You're a thousand. It was weird. That is. And, and I, I, I guess it wasn't profitable for any company because that was that was the big lull we hit then. Yeah. And I mean, look at that series. Like everyone's so pressed for the green series. But look at the wrestlers that they had performing. You had Adam Bomb and Forga mm-hmm. and WCW had the Dungeon of Doom trying to kill Hogan. And it's like wrestling was just terrible then. It was like they yeah. were the same shows. But, 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 and then you had WCW with with uh, the guys you saw in the 80s. And you have WWF with um, these characters that are all over the place. It's like and then. That's why I don't get people's obsession with the green cards because they're not that great. <clears throat> and I mean, where were one, two, three kids' eyebrows? But that's a whole nother question. <laughs> yeah, the, the green the green cards are, and you know, there's no way to verify this, but um, were limited, made because the contract was done already. And though no one really knows, what we do know is a lot of retailers did not get the green cards when they'd got every other set before them. Uh, you could have lied to me because I saw 57 of them in every bin at KB Toys in 2003 for 10. Right. So. And, and, but, but the, it's like, it's like, I guess that's part of why Hasbro quit and all is because they said the business was down and they weren't selling. I mean, so I guess I could, I could believe it. Plus so though we, tell. we love them. <laughs> we love them now. Go back in time, and you know the the reason I think one two three kid is valuable is because he wasn't he wasn't a big name then, not when they made that figure. And then, so if you have a limited series, they have probably the guy they think's going to sell the least. They probably made less of them. I don't know. Um, so I think that's why the value goes up on him. Oh, I'm not disagreeing there. But I can assure you there are a lot more green cards all over the place that I can buy on eBay or wherever else than some other some of the other series. So I, I agree with you, but I think what happened is is we've got another Mattel thing, right? Because you're sitting there wondering why the hell are these Hasbro's in bins of KB Toys in the year two thousand, right? Isn't that about would you say six and a half years since the last Hasbro hit the shelf? So I think um, the problem is, is distribution. Yeah. Like you were just saying, a lot of the stores didn't get them, right? But mm-hmm. at the same token, all of a sudden, I'm I'm busy buying Titantron figures, and I'm seeing bins full of green cards. And now, I didn't dig in personally, Magic, because that's a long time ago. I can't even remember what was in that bin. That right. bin's been full of nothing but evil crushes or Yoko's, for all we know. So Yeah, know, and... It might not even have been one, two, three kids in those bins. And I wasn't even like I wasn't even looking because I was in my pissed off at wrestling figures time frame at that time. So um, it's hard for me to comment on on that because other than like right when they first came out and all that, I kind of checked out from it um, because of those crappy jacks that came out. And I gotta say, I'm a little bit bothered by the fact that they kind of briefly went over the classic jacks which is that amazing rick Flair oh yes. they showed they completely forgot to mention that jacks wasn't completely out of the figure game when they got released from wwe like when they had a falling out where do you think jacks went they started making tna figures mm-hmm. so they didn't even go over that and a lot of these tna figures are underrated um, and that's and and one thing that that i loved about that is that is the only place I've ever seen that Ric Flair. 
And remember, I'm big into these, and I'm constantly looking over everything all the time. And I've seen a lot of the one of 20 employee figures. Never that Ric Flair, though. When I seen that, I immediately took a picture and sent it to David because I knew he was a Jax guy. <laughs> and I don't think I don't think you had seen it, had you, David? No. And there's another like eight ten pack that I never saw that he showed. Uh, it had like Stephanie and Triple H, and then it had Shane and uh, Big Show. It was like the ten pack from when they wrestled at WrestleMania 2000. Um, uh, you remember that four way corners match when all the McMahons were in a corner? I think that was the pack, and it was like a family divided. I still can't find it online. I've been Googling it all week. So I want that damn 10-pack or whatever it is, 2-4-8-pack or whatever the fuck it was. I'm going to have to go back and watch and pause it because I, right. I need to find that pack. So, But all right, gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take our second break. And uh, when we return, we're going to go over some news and notes that uh, Magic might have. <coughs> we're going to go over <coughs> – excuse me, I'm dying over here. We're going to – go over mail days and stuff like that and um, we're going to go over some rapid fire questions that uh, Nate has been given from listeners and uh, we will return And we are back, listeners. Um, we're going to start off with an awesome giveaway that we're going to have. And then we're going to get into our mail days that we've had this week. And we'll go from there. What you got for us, Nick? Yeah, okay, guys. So, of course, we all like free. So, if you've stuck around long enough to see what we're giving away, now is going to be your chance to see what you can win and see how to win it. And uh, we'll we have for you this go around on this episode is something that it's pretty amazing uh if you're a hasbro guy it is an absolute must have um in my opinion and we've discussed how much we love hasbro so once this was released i think two weeks ago i run out bought it immediately um but what we got is I don't know if you're familiar, listeners, with uh, our good buddy Danny Cage from WFigs and HasbroManiacs.com. <clears throat> but the guy does amazing, amazing work. And the effort and time must have took for him to get this and make this. It's the Hasbro Maniacs Guide to WWF Hasbros. And this is brand new. I think it came out about two weeks ago. And... Um, not many people probably have it at the moment because, like I said, it's brand spanking new. I was the first person to actually purchase it. And Danny was nice enough to donate one to the podcast strictly for you listeners to win. So just browsing through the book, and you also get a poster with it. So let me throw that in there. You'll get the book, and you'll get the uh, and a poster. And I'll have the picture posted up on the Facebook group, so you'll see what you can uh, – See what it looks like. See the poster you'll get. But just bright, if you're not familiar with the guys, it lists every single Hasbro that's that's ever been made. It's got pictures of them loose, pictures of them on card. <clears throat> like I said, I'm browsing through it right now, and it's just. And I will tell you, once you get this book, 
it's uh, this guy rather it's going to give you that you know i, I know y'all heard zach Ryder and him say something about scratching that figure itch well guys this right here is gonna it's gonna do it to you i i, I told david the other day when i was um going through this book that unfortunately this, this is going to hurt my wallet because i'm going to have to start going and trying to finish out this hasbro mock collection and like I said, just browse through it right now. It goes into detail on all your mail-aways, um, your prototypes, your two-ups. Um, it also even lists, and this is not, I don't think it's ever been confirmed, but I know we just discussed about Series 11 being the last series in the Hasbro line. Well, this gives you a uh, sneak peek at what Series 12 could have possibly looked like there's been sketches that i think surfaced on the internet of uh you know the series 12 what what it would have been well you got it right here it shows you pictures of you know a little sample of what they would have looked like what the cards would have looked like so you get that if you get this guide um just amazing guide guys and, and it can be yours for free um highly 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 recommended for any hasbro collector it's definitely a must and we, we, i want to thank danny cage and hasbro maniacs for donating it to us and the way you can win it we're going to go back to we're going to go to the original way i know we've done a macho man last time but this time we're gonna go back to just sending a little password out all you got to do is you got to pm myself nate maxson john majewski david gold send us a pm and all what you got to say is, let's see, let's make up a, let's go with Cage Hasbro Guide. So all you got to do is send us a little personal message simply saying Cage Hasbro Guide. We're going to enter you into the event. We'll toss your name in the randomizer, and one lucky person will get this brand new 52-page Hasbro Maniacs Guide and, and a post courtesy of Danny Cage. Again, thank you, Danny, for uh, donating that to the podcast, and someone is going to get lucky and win it. So that's how you do it. Cage Hasbro got you, PM, simply saying that, and you'll be entered. So there you go. Good luck. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome guide. Um, I haven't gotten mine just yet, um, but- but uh, I'm pretty sure once I get it back, I'm going to go, oh, Lord, here we go. And I'm going to start getting Hasbro's again. Um, it is, man. It is. I'm telling you, it's good. Just be prepared. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure. I'll be uh, yeah, I got the uh, I got the first one he did. And that's actually how I completed my Lucy and MOC because he tell our on those lists. It has every variant. And obviously, not like a Belly Kamala, whatever, not those, but I mean, as far as my collection goes, at least. But every variant, as in, you know, a uh, Series 10 that has a white pants Michael and a black pants Michael, or a purple razor and a black razor, as far as the color of the vest and stuff, you know? Yeah. And 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 you mentioned the first guide, which is is amazing. But this new one, it is it's double the page. It's actually a little more than double. Like I said, the first one I think was twenty four. This new guide is the extended edition, is what they're calling it. You get fifty two pages, so definitely amazing, amazing guide. 
All righty, gentlemen. So we have ourselves an awesome giveaway, as always, doing things big on the Asylum Wrestling Podcast. So now what we're going to do is, is we're going to go to a segment we would call uh, Mail Day or what was on your doorstep or anything catchy you can think of. Um, and we're going to kind of discuss what we've gotten in the mail this week. We're going to start with Magic because he probably got the most and he probably received another taker with Cloak this week. So I'm kind of, spoiler alert, giving that one away. I bet he got two or three of them, actually, to add to his ever-growing <laughs> Undertaker 52 collection. So, Magic, what is your what has been your mail days this week? Or actually, last two weeks, considering since it's been two weeks since we got our last show. Yeah, well, I like the uh, idea of maybe us alternating, going around. Um, that way it breaks up the monotony of listening to me. But uh, first, I'm going to start with, um, y'all have heard me talk about it last couple shows. Uh, I'm trying to complete that loyal subject WWE line. So I had quite a bit come in this week, or the last couple weeks for that. I'm going to go real quick just over what I got for those. Um, I got the all-black taker. I'd had the one that had like the little emblem on his chest. Now I have the one that's just all-black. Um, I'm sorry, not the... It's it's all black. It was a special San Diego Comic Con one, so so it doesn't look just like the normal one. It's just completely black, his face and everything. Um, let's see. And then I also got. They have three two packs for the loyal subjects that I got. The there's Cena Taker, uh, Brock and Roman, and AJ and Shinsuke. Got all of those. Um, there's a Roman Reigns, and where it's normal white on his his gear is now red. I got that. Uh, none of these are big, big, uh, big purchases. Just trying to complete that. Um, the other thing I got now, this one was a little bigger. It's kind of cool. San Diego Comic Con exclusive, John Cena in the all green, all blue, or you can't see me clear, and it's just the John Cena figure, but it's. It's almost like marble. You see the whole thing just through it. Let's see. What else did I have loyal subject? Oh, sticking on John Cena, I got an orange John Cena loyal subject. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, okay. Now, here's my one big one for those loyal subjects. I got a Club 28 blue shirt ref. And what if you don't know what the Club 28 and loyal subject means, that means they only made 28 of those worldwide. And I was able to get my hands on one of those. Got it for a good price. Um, so that's all I got. Just double-checking to make sure on the the loyal subjects. Um, if y'all want to jump in with something else, that's good for my loyal subjects. And I'll go to the rest on my list here in a second. Let's see. What did I get this week? Um, I got a Ultimate Warrior Motu with the foreign sticker because for whatever reason... Now I'm obsessed with having them in English and in foreign. <laughs> so I want to have, but I also want to have um, three. I want to have one foreign, one English, and one to open. That's why I sound like that really, that sound like that commercial on Saturday Night Live. You got to have three. Um, let's see. I got in um, something I showed Magic uh, that he keeps telling me to give him for free. Uh, I got in another rocker set. Now, I offered a trade. <laughs> he offered me Hasbro rockers. <laughs> or the legend rockers. I'm like, 
that are that are crispy mint in the original legend box and this dude offers me two rocker hasbros like no sir um i got in the wcw toy biz um packages i got this the ones like where they're kind of dressed up like a movie character themes there's one with Bret Hart, and he looks like he's like a detective. Um, I got in Bam Bam Bigelow on card for WCW. I got in um, another Raven on card that I'm going to sell because I already had him signed. And um, I got in an Undisputed Era free pack with a cardboard on it because I had the Canadian version, apparently. Um, so I have an extra set to sell. Because I don't want the one without the cardboard piece on the front. Yes, I'm weird like that. And, Nothing wrong with that. Um, and it's my fault that Magic keeps having to buy all the, all the ones he bought from Canada. Because it didn't say collector's edition on them. And he's like, fuck. All right. Um, At least you're finally starting to admit it. Yeah, well, I mean, I just told you the truth. It's a fact. With the ones from Canada are more mass produced. But they don't say collector's edition on them. So, now that's not the case for the Ono, apparently, because the Ono has collector's edition, which I'm like, okay. So, um, that's it for me this week. Um, Nick, what did you have? Um, well, I got a few items. I, uh, I had a fellow member of, the, of our Facebook group, Juan Rosario. He dropped into my DMs probably about two weeks ago, and was asking if I knew anybody that was interested in this item. And uh, so he sends me a picture of it. And most of you guys probably know I'm a big sting mark. So I get the picture. I'm like, you know, what is the item? Well, he sends me this boot. It's a signed certified boot by sting. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be an outrageous price. So I'm like, well, just I'll, I'll look around. Let me know what you want for it. So he sends me the price. I won't say it here, but I'm like, uh, yeah, you don't have to look any further. Just uh, send it right here. So um, send him a payment, got the Sandsting boot, um, got it proudly right here in the middle of my collection, um, got it in the mail a couple of days ago. I started to do a live unboxing for it, but I didn't. But I also got, uh, let's see, as I'm looking around and stuff, I, got, I picked up from Ringside Collectibles the Elite... Series 75, Pete Dunn, and the Hurricane. That arrived this week. Um, real, real nice figures. Very, very nice. And let's see. I had the wife. She actually, she would be mad if I didn't mention this. So our our local Walmarts rarely get anything. So when we get elites, we kind of freak out around here. But So she's shopping like she always does. <laughs> And sends me a picture of a complete Series 73 set. And it's already in the buggy. So, of course, I bought the whole series right there. I already had an Aleister Black, so this makes my second Aleister Black. So I got the complete Series 73 Elites. Um, Let's see, what else did I get? I made a trip up to Roanoke, Virginia to one of our collector stores and bought me a defining moments Ricky Steamboat and I actually got it at a pretty good price. I think I paid like forty bucks for it, which is which in my opinion is pretty good. 
So I was very proud to get that and add it to the collection. And one of the items that I was most excited about getting in the mail, I'd been, I'd been working on it, me and a, and a fellow member of the group had been working on it probably for a few months now. And uh, both of you guys know him. Some of the listeners may know him, but Rocky Turner made a... I sent him a retro ring, so if you know Rocky, he's an amazing, does cards, does rings, amazing, amazing work. So me and him got together and actually made an, the Asylum Wrestling retro ring, and he nailed it. He knocked it out of the park. I mean, it goes down. He's got stickers of me and you, David. You've seen, y'all have seen pictures of it. Um and I think he's even somehow added a glory hole sticker on it. <laughs> and I think you got a kick out of that, didn't you, David? <laughs> yeah, and not to steal your thunder, but I'm shipping him a ring on Monday. He, I, I no, 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 no stealing or offense intended, but I have to have one. So <laughs> it's that for no. I, 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 I urge any of you listeners and uh, members of the page to get an asylum ring made. <laughs> and, and I mean, if you just look on our Facebook group and see the pictures, he done an absolutely amazing job. I don't think it could have gotten any better. Um, so shout out to him. It was, it, uh, like I said, I've probably my most exciting item that I got this week and we've been working on it for, you know, a couple months now and, uh, just amazing work. So that's probably the biggest item I got. I'm sure I missed something that I can't think of. I did, uh, go out last night, to the local walmart and i i missed the anvil and i missed some other figures in that series uh what is it 74 but i did pick up a natalia and surprisingly i ended up buying uh this finn balor the new series 74 finn balor i thought it was a pretty amazing figure looking at it so i picked up those last night and that may round me out i'll, I'll send it over to magic because i know he's probably get like you said got a lot more than we did so you can have added magic and finish up what you got and real fast, oh, real fast, hang on, sorry, Magic, real fast, speaking of devils on your shoulders, um, I'm actually mailing him a retro ring in a box, and um, he's going to actually put art on the physical box, so Nick, I guess you're going to need to prepare your wallet, because he's kind of going to do a whole <laughs> asylum theme on the entire box itself, so <laughs> you're going to need to buy the oh, box Oh, now. God. <laughs> I think what we're going to do is, is we're going to put like the executive room and then it's going to have like different rooms on the box and it's going to have like the glory hole room. And it's going to have the poker room. You're going to be like, fuck, I need that box now. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what I wanted to do, what I really wanted to do, and, and I may still get with Rocky about this. And uh, most of you listeners know that we do a lot of free giveaways on our Facebook group. And I really wanted to get one of these made and actually give it to a member on a free giveaway. I haven't uh, haven't got with Rocky about that, but that may be something that'll you know come in the near future. But um, so be on the lookout for that. Sorry, Magic. Just wanted to add that in. Go on ahead, sir. Nothing wrong. Okay, guys. I still got a couple more items here. Um, so I've been uh, I've been big ever since uh, hashtag Gold's Fault got me into the elites. Been going back trying to get some of those. A lot of them I like are kind of just like the classic superstars, the ringside exclusives. Um, so I picked up the uh, flashback HBK, the one in red and white, because I loved it. It's a lot like the Hasbro. Kind of hit me home there, so I liked it. 
That's the one that comes with the glasses, right? Right. They kind of remade him in the um, the, the other flashback Build a Fig series too. I love that. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I think it's cool. It's it's uh, like I said, it's kind of an ode to probably the Hasbro one too. So that's probably why I like it. Um, also got in one of our fellow admins, uh, Mister Morlock. I got a Champa in one of his claim cells. Is that um, the one with the crutch or the original? Uh, now they all have the crutch. Okay, but it's, it's not a, as hollow. It's not as hollow champions one. It's his no, no. One, right? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's the one with the crutch. Now there is a packaging variant, um, and I was mm-hmm. able to get both. One has the knee brace on. The other variant, it's off to the side with the crutch. So. Um, if you're like me and a dork for completeness, uh, there's a packaging variant. I was able to get both. That's part of that. what I grabbed him for. Um, I got myself another <laughs> Super Punch Roman Reigns uh, Retro Series 1 MOC. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got now, one, but it's Super Punch. Oh, I hate you. Um, yeah, this is another Super Punch. I do have a Superman, but this was Super Punch, and it was just such a great price, I couldn't pass on it. I um, had one of those, and I made the mistake, and I ended up selling it, because you know how they put the sticker over top of it? Mm-hmm. Um, because they were lazy on the original version, and then they re-released it. But the original, I, I was one of those ones that tried to peel the sticker off. Oh, yeah. Fucked that package all up. That's oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a... I have a Cena right now that has a sticker over the um, spelling error one, and I've been flirting with trying to take it off. It's so difficult. Good luck. I mean, some people have done it, and maybe because of my fat thumbs or whatever, and I got <laughs> too anxious, I ripped it or whatever. But when I, I when I pulled that sucker, the card came with it. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. I got a graded eighty-five. Series 8, Mr. Perfect Hasbro. Um, got that in an event on another page. That one's, I'm not a big graded guy, so if you're interested in that or whatever, you probably see that one being posted. Um, this next one is a shout-out to one of our great members and listeners, Josh Blevins. He, I got a dual-language Jake the Snake card off him. I know Nick's brought it up before. I'm a huge dual language fan on the Hasbros. Uh, that collection's getting pretty big. But the other thing that Josh Blevins did, 100% free and just out of the goodness of his heart. So here's my shout out and thank you very much, Blevins. He sent me a magnet of uh, our logo, the Asylum. So that's pretty cool. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, um, not to interrupt you again, but he did send. I do apologize. He did send me that, and he also sent me three magnets of the GOAT, Million Dollar Man. So, shout out to Blevins yeah. as well from my end, because the magnets are fucking awesome. And um, we did have an event for him. Magic put it up for us, uh, where you could pick one. If you if you love magnets or magnet cards, get with get with Blevins. They're pretty fucking awesome. So. Yeah, he, he does, yeah. He does yeah. real good. He can do any magnet you want, but he does these special Hasbro theme ones. And uh, guys, look him up right now because he's actually, uh, on a side note, I know he shared it with the page, so he wouldn't mind me talking about it here. He's going through a little hard time. He is uh, He's a strictly commissioned guy where he works. So if he's not working, he's not making any money. And he tore a muscle in his calf. 
Um, and, and I'm sure y'all all know, cause we call him the repo man. He's a, he's a tow truck driver, so he can not work at all. So he's not making any money. Um, so if you can hit him up and see if maybe he's got a magnet or something for you, maybe help him out a little in that way and get something out of it. But guys, he is good. He, 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 and he'll probably hate me for saying this. He tries to play mean old guy on some of these stuff and he's funny with his hogan hate whatever but just like sending us all those magnets guys he just did that to be kind to us so he is a good dude if if you can give him a little business and help him out while he's injured and can't work that that would be great uh, so not to, not to interrupt you but since we're on the topic and and i apologize as if y'all touched you know that we're talking about josh he also makes because i got a slew of them from them those uh like figure stands those custom figure oh, yeah, stands definitely. and they are they're amazing I, I don't know how he does it but uh i mean he's very uh tedious work it, it seems it would be and he does an amazing job on that so um he does I, and I you agree can, with both you guys yeah he even does them i know he's done certain like college football teams or pro football teams so it doesn't even have to be wrestling related if you're a fan of anything and you like magnets and you like he's pretty good um with his designs and stuff so hit him up um let's see my next item okay so this isn't i i shared this with the guys too and it's kind of one that i was happy to get it's not like it's anything super valuable but this is the hollywood hulk hogan monday nitro limited edition set um moc and the reason that I was excited is because, I don't know if y'all know, those are almost like the LJN figures, so they're really heavy. So to get one still on the card is is pretty, I mean, I guess now you could say it's pretty rare, because they're so heavy, they just, they pop those bubbles off. Are you ready for um, the devil on your shoulder? Oh boy. I'm just saying, um, have you seen the William Regal two-pack? No. Why are you saying like that? Let me hear about it. Oh, I'm sending it to you right now. So you can oh, son of a gun. Guys, this is the devil this in action. This is probably one of the best two-packs OSFTM did. And I, you'll, when you see it, I think you'll agree. All right, guys. He just sent it to me in our group message. I'm looking at it right now. <sighs> Gold. That's a great fucking two pack. The blue blood. Guys, this oh, is man. gold. I mean, he. Anyways, I mean, look at that two. Don't tell me that that isn't fucking awesome, though. It, it, I'm gonna continue on, so hopefully, I forget about it. Gold. I'm, gonna, I'm still. I'm, I'm gonna. It's not I'm gonna. Expensive though. The produ- The producers. Really? The producers gonna interject for a minute. I am Earl of Robert eating that up. Yeah, there are not many Bobby Eaton figures. That's uh, what I, I'm saying. Guys, gold. Y'all don't understand. So right now, currently, and just a little behind the scenes with me and Gold, um, he's now got me on a whole bunch of Owen Hearts that I'm trying to find. He's uh, because I told him I'm a big Owen Hart fan. He's also got me on all those stupid Hurricane and Rosie figures. <laughs> And now he's trying to add more. Guys, this is what I'm saying. Do not become friends with gold. He is a bad influence. 
He will <laughs> be that devil on your shoulder. If you don't believe me, guys, ask any of the admins. Reach out and and ask our good buddy Mike Zeka. See what he tells you. All <laughs> right, so I'm going to continue on. Um, I got a Series 73 um, Black from Walmart. Uh, Alistair Black. I finally found that after probably dropping five times its amount in a whole bunch of different um, events on our page that everyone but me won. Um, but I found one in store, so that was good. Um, here's one of my favorite retros. I was able to hunt down another. This is a Ric Flair MOC. That thing has gotten hot lately. The price is going through the roof on it. And I, I was able to get one at a really good deal. Um, I got myself another Ultimate Warrior Series 1 Hasbro MOC. Uh, was pumped for that. Just any of the Series 1 I'm a big fan of. And then Warrior, Hogan, Macho even more so. Here's the David Gold special. Guys, here it comes. I got another Series 8 Undertaker with coat. Of course. <laughs> Loose, not on card. He's got 54 now, and I just um, sent you another two-pack that you're going to need to buy. So. And I'm not looking at my phone. And uh, <laughs> I also got a original collector's edition Pete Dunn Series 64 in. Nice. Um, these guys are pretty cool. Not Very limited, but still not that super valuable. But there was a couple in this group. So that's I ended up getting a William Regal. Test Ric Flair and Rey Mysterio, one of 500 Ruthless Aggression figure. Um, and I just got them all. Uh, the Flair and the Ray is what I was really interested in. And then Regal, cool, Test, cool. But they are very limited. They're only one of 500, but they're still not that high right now. So if that's something that interests you, you might look at them. You can get them decent price. Now he'll need the... Uh... The entire Mattel uh, series uh, ones that come with the belts, with the giant belts. And then my last item, uh, won this from one of our one of our members, uh, Pete Beslick. I got a Thunderlips MOC. It actually came with a Drago too, but I stick this to wrestling. It's actually an MOC I've been looking for a while. This was that um, when they did the the reissue of all the Rocky figures. Um, it's it's a pretty cool figure. I've had it loose, but now I have an MOC also. That Thunder Lips is pretty cool. It also uh, it's from the Rocky um, Rocky series, and it's got the date and everything on there. It's a pretty cool card. I like it a lot. And it's actually great. yeah, and it's picked a, it's picking up some value as well. And uh, that's the same uh, movie Mr. T happened to be in. Kind of worked out for both of them that way. Yeah, and. Um, Here's just for me, Rocky, the Rocky series are like kind of my favorite movies. And that one, uh, not only was Hulk Hogan in it, it share, came out the same year I was born. So that's kind of my insight to that. But that's the end of my list. Three hours later in my SpongeBob voice. Oh my God, Gold. I've seen that and I need it. <laughs> what? I've just seen. Yeah. Yes, I the know, NWO I, Hogan and I Macho. Shit about OSFTM, but to be fucking honest, some of these packaging is awesome. Not even so, guys, lie. there's a two pack. <laughs> it's NWO Black and White, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, WCW Tag Team Wrestlers. Um, the the funny thing about this, Golden, tell me because I don't know the picture 
they're in red and yellow and like normal, but the actual figures are black and white. Do they also have this in the normal? They do like, only in single packs. Oh, okay. So they don't have a two pack, not in WO. Nope. They come, they, they released that Hogan and that Macho Man in single packs, but they did not release them in a tag pack. <laughs> I think the problem is, is that they just turned NWO. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess this is where San Francisco toy makers decided, eh, fuck it. We already did the printing of the backer. Let's just throw the black and white figures in. Right. And of course, I, I'm sure you already know that the Nasty Boys are also on these cards and they come in three different colors. So I'm sure you know that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Um, and I'm sure you're, I'm sure because now you're getting kind of obsessed, you're probably going to end up buying the ring as well. So. Um, boy. I'm not <laughs> looking it and, up right now. And Harlem Heat comes in two colors. They have red and black. And so it's like, there's just, there's a lot more than you think. But, well, uh, the, uh, the funny thing is, um, I don't know if, what did you send me? Where did you get this picture? That one? Mm-hmm. Oh, it popped up when I looked up the Blue Bloods, so. So something I've got to look, and I can't remember if you, the, I told y'all how I got that, uh, Monday Nitro one earlier on. That's kind of the same figure, but I think it has like the black stubble, but it has like a yellow handlebar mustache. Um, mm-hmm. And the one you sent me, look, there's no stubble. So I'm curious. Uh, now I've got a good look again. Yeah. And there's also four different flares. And then there's a fifth rare flare that came on a nitro card where it yeah. says the, where the baddest guy. Um, and then there's a there's four four packs as well. So they came oh. out. They pulled a jacks on you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they sure did. I'm going to send you the one that they did as the single pack real quick because this is the one you were just asking about. That's the one they put on the backer card that was going to be released on the two-pack, but they figured, screw it. We already have the picture. We're just going to do the black and white. So that's the Macho Man that matches the... Sorry, now you got to buy that one too, right? But anyways... This isn't my fault. I'm just showing you good figures, okay? Yeah, this is very much, very much his fault. But they brought a Hogan out like this, too. Same picture, and he's in his red and yellow attire. Um, I'll show it to you. But, uh, hey, Nate, did you want to shoot some of the questions um, at us? I do. I do. Listeners, you've heard of Mean Gene. I'm going to go by Great Nate here. And ask questions of, great of our hosts here on the Asylum Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I picked a few of the greatest questions we had this week. Um, multiple questions sent in. But um, I want to ask this one here from Brian McGraw. And the question is, do you think AEW went too far with the lashing for Cody Rhodes? Fans attack MJF afterwards. He says there were children in, atten- in attendance, and seeing that level of violence makes me not want to watch wrestling again. What do you guys think of that angle? Um, I don't want to sound rude by any stretch of the imagination, but that was nothing compared to some of the stuff we saw in the 90s. But um, I agree. I don't think they went far at all. I think the storyline fits. I, I mean, if you think about kids being in the audience... Mankind had his kids in the audience when he took 12 chair shots handcuffed. 
So, I mean, I don't think, I think it leads to it. And I also think that if anybody takes their children, unfortunately, to a, um, something like that, that's what's going to end up happening, unfortunately. You know what I mean? You're going to get, you're going to see things that maybe you didn't want them to see. And AEW is supposed to be more cutting edge. I think that's the whole reason what Cody's doing. So I don't think it went too far. Um, I'm sorry he feels that way, and hopefully he sticks with it. But uh, you're going to see a lot of storylines like that in the AEW. Yeah, I uh, I don't think it went too far. I thought it was good. Um, Newsflash, don't want to kill anyone's dream here. The fan attacking was a work. That's not real. Um, One, you can tell by the way the strikes are. Two, I've even seen some stuff now where – People are saying it was, uh, what's his name, Kazarian. Like he still has his gear on underneath and it comes out. So I don't think the fan attack was real. I think that's part of the show, part of the work. But I liked it. Um, I think Cody did great. I even think Brandy did great. I think it added a lot to it. I don't think it was too far by any means. And I I agree with you guys. I think, and if you listen to the We Can't Wrestle podcast, you'll know my opinion. I think that the best stuff that is in AEW right now has to do with Cody and MJF. Because it is wrestling angles. It's what wrestling is. It's what wrestling was. It's what we love about wrestling. Um, And, you know, that that aspect of realism or violence. I mean, you're talking about pro wrestling. Um, If violence is a problem, then you probably shouldn't be watching wrestling. I'm just saying. That's a good point. So our next question comes from Andrew Palmer, who always has good stuff to say. Um, When you think of your members in the asylum, who comes to mind posing like HBK belt only in Playgirl? (laughs) I love this question. Uh, Wait, what? Can can you repeat that? Say this again. When you think of members, your members, not you guys, your Uh members in the asylum, who comes to mind posing like HBK belt only in Playgirl? So so (laughs) I'll answer this quick. I got a couple guys just jump off the page at me. If you're not immediately thinking of these guys, I think you're just fooling yourself. First, Archie Mitchell. No problem. That was my first thought. That was my first thought. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Number two, we talked about him earlier, Josh Blevins. And the reason I say that is because Josh Blevins actually, as you all know, had won a champion of the month. He told me he was going to reenact that photo wearing his <laughs> Asylum Championship belt. Um, and, now uh, i got to get it rushed. <laughs> yes. Um, and now that i got both those out of the way to throw one more in there, um, I would probably I, – I could see any of the Ashtons doing this as well. And I say any as in either the brothers or misses or any of them. I could see this um, – I, I could see them pulling that off and doing it classy and with great artistic ability. <laughs> I, I have to, uh, I have to say, we we have to mention the guy that actually asked the question. Wasn't he the one that literally done a video of him in a shower and posted it on the page? Wasn't that Andrew? 
That is a good point, Nick. <laughs> so I mean, the, the I would say he would be he would be one for that. <laughs> Andrew, you opened yourself Jay up for Manasters that one. Masters would be good for that because he kind of did one where he was in a towel um, promo. Um, speaking of members, um, I mean, yeah, I could see Archie just naked on a bear rug. I really <laughs> could. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie, Gold. You probably have. Well, I, I was, was going to say, as long as you have not seen that, we're okay. Yeah, <laughs> guys, I, I thank goodness because I'd probably be blind, but I'm good right now. Um, with, with the dove cry, with the dove laugh going on, I would be. Yeah. I could, I could see, I could see John Martin Jr. doing it. Would let the body hit the floor playing in the background. I could. See yes. That. Yes. Guys, how can you think about the original cutie doing this? I could see doing it in his flare robe only. Yep, I could see that. Um, but I definitely, I, I would, I could see Martin doing John Martin doing it, but then he'd forget the belt. Can I, can I, can I say? Can I say if we have any new listeners because we're now on YouTube and Spotify? So if you're not a member of this page, you're just listen to the fun we're having uh, about these members. I mean, so don't be alarmed if you're new and joining the page of what you see posted. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, we have a lot of members that I could see. I mean, I, I could totally see doing just some really raunchy stuff with it. yes but yeah anyways what did you have for us next name we can go on out and applaud that. applaud mr palmer for that yes, question fantastic yeah, question good, good question the last one that i have and he cheated to get in but it's archie so archie <laughs> commented he didn't pm me but he's he's gonna be a belligerent fuck anyway all right so archie says if john majewski is a microwave does that make mm-hmm. gold and Francis a blender and a toaster? Ooh, good question. Um, so my answer would be, obviously, I'm the microwave. Um, gold, no, no, I think both of them are different. When I think gold, I think that he would probably be um, – he would be – the oven he would he would be the whole oven he would actually spend the time where i'm just trying to get through it real quick and eat it he would do the actual whole (laughs) cooking of it um and then when i think francis nick i think he would be more of a refrigerator and the reason i say that is because he's holding all those belts but none of them are for him. Therefore, anyone who's comes and takes it out and enjoys them. So that's my take on appliances and why. I was gonna say that I I would say that Z-Man would be like David is definitely the fucking stove. Um, I was thinking that. Just because I've taken I was some thinking that on my fucking stove. Look, it has a black surface, okay, with silver outlining. So I'm like, hey, this would make a great fucking picture. But yes, I should have zoomed in or cropped it to where you didn't see that it. it looked like I was about to cook it. <laughs> so <laughs> it, um, yeah. And I would, I would agree with Nick being the fridge, or I would have said the actual physical cupboard, because like you were saying, you open the cupboard up and just take the belts out. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I was trying to stick to appliances. I can't answer anything better than what you guys just did. <laughs> but uh, 
was that your last question, Nate? Yes, it was. Uh, I picked three this week, so um, we will do this again and see uh, uh, see how many uh, amazing questions we get next time around. And guys, because we, we when... actually. Well, just oh, yeah, remember, John. All, all I was going to say is remember, this is the first time me, Gold, or Nick is hearing these questions. This is popped on us right away from Nate. So this is not something we rehearsed, discussed what the best answer is. You're getting our real raw answers. So that's why I like it. So please keep those questions coming to Nate so we can have more fun with this segment. I was actually going to say, and I don't know why they didn't send it to Nate, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to go back to the first episode. I don't know if you, y'all remember the mystery listener, but the mystery listener actually sent me a question to ask, and it's for John Majeski. And this is from the mystery listener. Mm-hmm. And they want, but if, if you don't mind, they want to know what what is the biggest lie that you have ever told your wife on a John Majeski mail day. And it's from the mystery <laughs> list. Mm, okay. So here, here, uh, and uh, I've never in my life lied to my wife. That's a lie. And it's a um, lie. <laughs> um, but here is what I, what I have had to do before is um, massage the truth. Um, guys. And, and a uh, mystery, mystery uh, listener here. Um, here's the thing. She might be listening to this podcast. Um, this is a public <laughs> realm. This is open to anyone. Hit me up in the DMs. Guys, I've, I, okay, I got to whisper for this. I've got tons of sneaky secrets and techniques. Hit me up in the DMs and I'll help you guys out. But I can't do that here. Anyone can listen to this. But anyways, that's my answer. That's my answer. These are for you, honey, is the biggest lie. They're all yours. <laughs> it, it's kind of like... Opening bitches up. What? You got me a hot coat? What is this shit? <laughs> It's it's I don't know if y'all if y'all watch the Simpsons at all. It's a lot like the episode where Homer gets Marge a bowling ball that has the name Homer on it. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Homer. I mean come on, he's fine, right? Look what I got you, baby. Oh, when the episode Listen, when he thought they were getting a divorce because she left him some hot dogs in the sink thawing, he's like, "Oh my god!" When my wife and I had to intro, when my wife and I first uh, started dating, and I had to introduce her to my insane wrestling fandom, she got hooked on Kane and Undertaker. So now every time I buy anything Kane or Undertaker, I'm like, "Look, babe, this is your part of my collection." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, totally relate. Totally relate. Hey, All nothing Magic wrong with has that. To do is buy her the Hulk Hogan blender and be like, "Look, babe, look what I got you." <laughs> Thunder mixer. <laughs> Let's make some pasta. Look, I got you a waffle maker, honey, and it says wrestling on it. <laughs> Shit. These boxes are for you. She's like, that says WWE. No, no. You're well, if, that. And he marks it out. It says Victoria's Secret, honey. Look. And then remember this, like, well, I guess since you don't like it, I'll keep it. <laughs> oh, you don't like these? This this uh, Undertaker with cloak? And then she looks. You have 52 of those already. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the... Uh, um, 
Nick, your, your wife maybe seems like she's uh, at least halfway into wrestling. Um, my wife is not at all. She has gone. She is. She's gone to wrestling shows with me. She'll. Uh, she'll watch sometimes big events just because I am. But she gets. She's. She's not into it. Like, um, she is good. Like her favorite is Macho Man because I sit there and I will literally. I'm. I'm talking like an hour at a time. Pull up promos and make her watch it of him. Him of Ric Flair of all that. Um, so. There's no trying to get around that. Like Nate was like, oh, look, baby, here's your Undertaker and Kane. That doesn't – there's <laughs> no way I can pull that off. Usually I have to just say uh, imagine what you can sell this stuff for when, you know, if I was to die. But uh, I, I won't literally give her the price because that may be sooner than later. But uh, <laughs> usually that's just what I tell her. Nick, Nick, Nick policy I, or figure? Yeah, Nick, I, Nick, I use that. Nick, I use that all the time. Like my collection, if I croak, is going to be worth so much money to you guys. Yeah. Your wife is magic. Your wife is like this house is like fucking Groundhog Day. Every day it's a fucking taker. <laughs> You know, my, uh, Same one every day. I will say, so um, I do get in trouble for too much room being taken up. And uh, I'm constantly on project to try to clear out some room. Um, I'm not good at that project, though. So it's, it's a work in progress. I've seen the uh, physically beds covered with action figures. And I'm not talking shit because if you saw my basement, in that room right now, I can't judge anyone. And I, but I've seen Matt like the bedroom magic will take a photo, and I'm like, is that where y'all sleep? Because they're they're all on the bed, so I'm assuming that's a guest room or supposed to be a guest room. It's a guest room, and the guests are all action figures. Yeah, you're like, you have a guest come over, and they're like, oh, I can sleep here. Oh, hell no, that's where the fucking figures go. You're sleeping on the couch, bitch. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. And they're like, man, there's a lot of, I didn't know your guest was 57 undertakers. Fuck. Yeah. So, so he is right. I have like all my Lucy's, the complete loose Hasbro, the complete loose retro set laid out because I've been fighting with myself and guys, if you have any suggestions, go ahead and send them to me. I'm not sure how I want to display them yet. I got a couple ideas. Should I just put it on shelf? Um, I saw some really cool where people use shadow box for baseball bats but the thing is that gets expensive quick because you're going to need a bunch of them. And even on sale, you're looking at 40 to 50 bucks a piece. Uh, so I'm stuck. I, I, I don't quite know how I want to display them yet. So right I'm now they're all playing in the bed. I'm going to send you a picture right now of how I really would love to, to display them if I was a loose collector. Are you talking about the risers? Is that what you're going to send him no, it's actually uh, magic. They're pretty cool. Oh, these are the boxes he's talking about. Yeah, those are yeah. those are fucking expensive though. Well, actually, no, these boxes aren't that. These are the card boxes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah. aren't. How that much expensive. do those ruin? They're not that much. Couple bucks. Yeah, I, piece, I, maybe. Yeah, I bought. Yeah, I bought uh, the two that I got. I paid like three bucks a piece for. Yeah. So you're probably still looking like with tax and shipping 300 bucks for all of them. I mean, but look at that. I would yeah. spend $300 on that. No, you're right. It does look But how good. the hell did they get them on the – is that – oh, that's a shelf. That's a wall shelf. Okay. All right. 
I was going to say, how did he get them mounted on the wall like that? But I can see it has a little shelf right there. Okay. Yeah. And I guess he oh, left the little blue Ultra Pro piece card in there for the blank ones he's missing. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I mean, he's got them in order. He or she, whoever's collection this is. Um... Except, see, looking at this photo, if our listeners could see it right now, this whole thing would be nothing but Undertakers with clothes. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's that? The only two he's missing is the other Mellowways. Is that what that is? That's what it looks like. This was actually... do you? Uh, I know Magic. You listen to um, the Wrestling Figure podcast. You've heard him mention David C. Anderson a couple times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually sent me this, and he was going to sell me a bunch of them. As uh, far as just the boxes, when I had some loose, because uh, I was going to do my retros like this, and um, this is what he sent me at how how he has looked before he sold all of them. I'm just oh, wow. So you why like, turn going to the side like that? It's a little weird, but I don't know. I'm kind of iffy. I'm weird about stuff like that. <clears throat> is that Brett in a bag or because I can't really tell on the end? No, nah, that was, it's not. So, but that's the Malloway, but it's the same as getting him in with the Purple Heart. So you kind of it's not really a Malloway without the bag. So correct, correct. But I do. <laughs> um, now I have them all in bag and loose as well, and I keep an extra. I keep a Purple Heart for this series. What is it four that he's in? I keep a loose for that, and I keep a loose for the Mellaway just to make it, like, complete. Right. Uh, no, I got you. That makes total sense. But like I said, I'm the dude who gets every variant and everything, so that's the only reason I do that. But, uh, I mean, that is sharp. That's nice. I like that, yeah. So that, that's our that's our, uh, our thoughts there, and um, – you gentlemen have anything else for our listeners? Any any uh, tidbits or I mean, we, I know we got some new. We got some. Uh, I'm sure everyone's scalping the shelves right now, scouring them, looking for anvils and paste and rings and. Yeah, I have yet to uh, find any. The, uh, the yeah, producer, I missed out. The producer keeps butting in on this show, David, but I do That's have great. one. <clears throat> I do have one thought, and that is um, as far as. Uh, the uh, the toys that made us the wrestling edition. Could a motherfucker get Jewish Thunder a lint roller, please? <laughs> yeah. That guy's got like cat hair, cat hair, dandruff, right. <laughs> piece of cheese, something on his shirt. But anyway, I think that was Can- what they were trying to do to make him. To make it look like nerds eat chips or whatever and get food all over <laughs> mm-hmm. their shirt. That's a, yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm so excited off these figures. I got chips all over me. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree. Because then, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles version, you know, they, the uh, the one co-creator looks like, I don't know, he's kind of pathetic. But they just make him look like gold. And then in the... Uh, the wrestling figure, <laughs> not not David Gold. Sorry, not David Gold. I was about to pull the episode. Like, Hold Did you on, hear that guy really sexy or something? Did you hear that? He just goes. He looked really pathetic. They made him look like gold. I'm like, hold on a minute. Let me pull this up. Is this dude really attractive or what? Oh, that might have been the best mate comment ever. And unfucking intentional. But anyway. <clears throat> 
But yeah, you're right. I think they tried to make him look pathetic, but I just, oh, I've yeah, never, that, I've never, that. when I was watching that, I even made my wife look up from her phone because she didn't give a shit, you know, but I even made her look, look up from her phone. Like, am I seeing crap on his shirt that doesn't exist or do they just not care? But anyway, that was very <laughs> similar. Have to say Jewish lightning every two seconds too. It like, was, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't the savior of figures. He's like Jewish lightning came in like, dude, you didn't. First of all, you didn't get the Hasbro. No, that was just his wrestling name. He was I being get cool. it, but it's like, dude, like he acted like he saved figures. He's like, well, if it wasn't for us, there'd be no Hasbros. Yeah, like, they should. Um, they should have called him Jock Sniffing Lightning. It was terrible. <laughs> or the dude that rode Hogan's asshole hairs. <laughs> right. He's like, hey, guys, Hogan fucked it up. He didn't like the prototype. Hogan did not like. Well. what? I mean, he's Hogan. He, he He's going to tell you what he does and doesn't like. The biggest right. mistake Hogan made in his life, and he admits it, is he fucking went with the spaghetti maker instead of the fucking grill, because he'd be a billionaire right now. <laughs> um, so real quick, guys, uh, we're not going to do a full-on news segment, but there's something I wanted to talk about, get y'all's take on it. So um, I'm going to wrap it all into one, because they're all kind of tied together. Um so if, if y'all keep up with WWE stock at all, you'll notice that the company has lost a billion dollars over the last couple weeks. Um, and it was all triggered because they fired a couple big wigs. I think like a president and CEO type thing. Um, so in the financials, the financials came out. It actually wasn't that bad. But Vince, Mc, Vince McMahon has made some interesting comments about selling – the streaming rights to someone. So that has triggered a lot in the news. And now there's talks that maybe Amazon wants to buy the WWE network and even maybe position themselves to buy the WWE completely. Um, what do y'all think about that? Um, I do see Vince pulling some bullshit where he makes he takes the pay-per-views off because he's seeing that AEW and NJPW and shit are still charging forty nine ninety nine a pay-per-view. I mm-hmm. think it's going to fuck them over, but a lot of us who get the network don't really watch it for the new shit anyways. But I don't, I really can't see Vince selling the company. I really don't. I just don't. And I honestly think the stocks will go back up. Because mm-hmm. the XFL had a great performance today. I don't know if you mm-hmm. watched, but the you know the XFL look, actually looked really good today. I have to say, yeah. it, I have to say, and not to argue with you with you, David, but I have been saying for about a year and a half now. Um, I think that a lot of the things that Vince is doing right now, I view it as positioning to sell the company before he croaks. Um, and I don't know if that's to Fox or Disney or Amazon, but I, I really do like, I just, I look at, I look at all the things they've done as far as trading goes and all the things they've done as far as branding goes. And, and I've been saying for quite a while now, a little over a year since they, since they struck this Fox deal, I really do think that he is, he's, he's positioning himself to sell the company. And I don't know if that's good or bad for wrestling fans because we're getting so far away from wrestling being wrestling and into it being part of a conglomerate. But um, I don't know. I, I just it, it's it's um, it's so it's intriguing. It's, like, it's intriguing and and scary to me. 
Yeah, I j- I'm I'm kind of with gold though. Like, what do we know about Vince McMahon? That even in his uh, 70s now, he still wakes up at four to five in the morning and goes to bed at midnight to one in the morning. He's still at this point the first one there, last one to leave. Puts in amazing hours. I think he will be like that until he dies. I don't see him taking a retirement. I don't see him uh, stepping away from the business. I don't think he can. Um, this is not like your normal business where some, you know, they can do the kick him out because he's past his prime. Um, I've also read though where you know he's. And and who knows when you read all this dirt sheet stuff, but that he's actually priming Shane McMahon to take over, uh, which is crazy because we all know that Shane left and Stephanie and Triple H got very much involved. Um, well, I Shane do know. So the own telecommunication company, so that's why Shane left. The only yeah, thing, thing. The only <laughs> thing. I, the only thing I'll say to a counter to that magic is that is the exact same thing I would have said twenty five years ago about Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. And and he got caught up in that AOL merger, and he got mm-hmm. he got pushed out of his entire company. Um, will now, they, I will, will say that that's true, but he has he's uh, had pretty bad medical conditions, also. Right, and, and I agree, but I I don't know. I just I just see a lot of the moves that WWE has made over the past couple of years with Vince at the helm as just looking at the, the markets and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I just, to me, it has seemed like he's positioning himself to a, to a move like that. Now there is the possibility that when you get someone like Vince McMahon, uh, is such a control freak that even in death, he doesn't want to give control up. So instead of, having a succession plan instead of getting someone ready, he sells and his family just gets to benefit that way, which it, you know, that's also something that could happen. That's what I would do. Um, so one more quick thing and then I'll be done. There is also rumors about WrestleMania being on Fox, obviously not this year, but um, so it will be free to anyone and then Fox would treat it like a Super Bowl. Um, mm. now, I, I think you would gain a lot of a lot of outside fans that don't normally watch wrestling. I think you might gain some of those. Didn't they yeah. do that with WrestleMania too? Wasn't that when they had it on different networks? Like it was on three different. I could be wrong. I know they had it from different venues. Yeah, different it wasn't venues. Was on different networks? But well, well. it was the just that closed circuit stuff still, wasn't it? I believe so, but I think I think yes if if the commercials cost one point seven million dollars like they do with the Super Bowl. Right. Then I think it would make total sense for Vince. Now he could probably get away with doing a hundred K per commercial for the first one since God knows how they don't know how big it's gonna be or whatever. It could be worth trying one year. Mm-hmm. I think that wouldn't be the end of the world. I think a lot of people would enjoy it, but at the same, I mean, would you make more money off the commercials versus the nine ninety nine subscribers that are watching it now? I think he probably would be good to do it on both. 
So I think but that's um, my opinion. If if you're thinking strictly business, listen to this and tell me how Vince McMahon doesn't say no to this. The only thing I change with my streaming is WrestleMania. Everything else stays the same. So I'm still going to probably keep the majority of my subscribers. Then the only difference is WrestleMania is free. Um, I sell the TV rights, which in that way I could make sure I'm making more money because Fox will probably be willing to put it all up because they know what they can get in commercial rights and it wouldn't have to be anywhere near 1.7 million it's like you said they could they could do it so much less and still make money off that um but then does wrestlemania have commercials you know that's the weird part of it you'd have to i mean you'd honestly for him to make the if he does and if he puts it on the network too right I mean, are yeah, you but, really but, losing your subscribers you, on the network? You If you sell the TV rights, it's not going to be on the network. Okay, so it's not on the network, so people are going to cancel, right? Because, well, mate, you'll have some well, cancellations. So that, right? that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you might have a couple, but if I keep it everything the same, the only thing now is WrestleMania is free on Fox. And I guess a, bene- I think- a, I guess a benefit to us would be that it wouldn't be 19 hours long. It would be because you could still have the pre-show and all that. Still, it would be like the Super Bowl. It would still be five hours, almost five hours. It would still be. Uh, yeah, you're right, but it would still be close to the same. They probably start the pre-show five mm-hmm. six o'clock. And you could still have the pre-show on uh, the network, maybe, or you could. I'm, I'm guessing Fox would want the pre-show too because it's probably a ratings machine, you know. Would Fox allow a five-hour show to go on with no commercials, though? They, they would, and, and the reason I say they would is because the Super Bowl does that right now. It's longer than that if you count their pregame and everything. You know, that well, thing's... no, the Super Bowl has commercials, though. What I mean is, is will they have – will they allow WrestleMania to go from – I know they throw in little ads during matches now and some of that mm-hmm. I've noticed on the network. But will they allow WWE to go from pre-show to end – Without having the commercial breaks, or will we no, be watching no. SmackDown and Raw? They'll, they'll have they'll have commercials still, and um, I think that'd if, be terrible. I don't if like you watch like the pre-shows now, they have commercials on them. Really, I mean it's WWE stuff, but it's still commercials. Oh, I agree with you, but Fox is going to want to sell um, commercial rights to different companies and make extra money out of it. So I think what's going to happen is is now we're going to be watching. You know, maybe they'll have the full match, then the commercial. Right. I don't. I mean, no, no. The whole... Yeah, I, I think you would have to do planned commercial breaks. You, I, I don't not, think. I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. I mean, because of reason. I, I mean, when I watch my WrestleMania, but this is me only. I can't speak for everyone else. But when I'm watching WrestleMania, I love the fact that I'm watching WrestleMania. It's no, that. you're. You're right, and I don't think anyone would say they want the commercials, but how many people out there who don't subscribe and don't buy it on pay-per-view and don't have cable would be more happy that it's for free with commercials on Fox? A lot of people would, but I think you're going to – I think we'll see. Here's the thing to remember. We are the minority. As super fans, um, we are the minority. Wrestling, WWE, 
AEW, they do not care about us. And the reason is we're going to watch no matter what. And that's the truth. We know that. It can be a crap product. We're going to watch it. Um, it can be – they can say the main event's going to be the gobbledygooper versus John Cena. We're going to watch it. We're super well, – I don't know about all that now. Well, okay, that <laughs> – that was obviously a joke, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so what they got to hit is the casual fan. And maybe that casual fan never gets pay-per-views, doesn't buy the network. But he's like, holy crap, WrestleMania's for free on the on Fox? Actually, now that you're thinking that, I'm thinking about it, Magic. All of us sat there and watched that bullshit in 95. The fake <laughs> yes. people. And the fake <laughs> of Ramones. That, that's what I'm saying. Of Doom, and the main event at the WCW pay-per-view that I paid $39.99 for was Definitely. Kevin Sullivan and mm-hmm. the Shark versus like Hogan and Brother Brudeye. And I fucking sat there and watched <laughs> it. So, yeah, because remember, right. <laughs> remember, they do not care. They've got us. You, you got, we can talk all our crap, whatever, but be honest. They've got us. We'd That's be in why. An asylum chat room. Man, <laughs> yes. You see how well the gobbledygooker's moving around the ring right now, and who's he wrestling? I don't see him. <laughs> it's like he's flying. Well, he still got it. Oh shit! Sid's jumping off the top rope again. We're fucked. <laughs> you know. But anyways, just just some things. Uh, you know who who knows what it is? All we know is Vince McMahon did say on his conference call that they're looking into selling the streaming rights and streaming. So something to keep an eye on. I think that if, if Vince were to ever sell the company and if he did, it would be with the, with the signing being that Shane would still be the COO or triple H would still be the COO or they, the McMahon family would have to have some stronghold still in the company. I really, I know Vince is a businessman, and I get all of that, but I really just don't see him saying, hey, I'm going to sell this out. I'm not going to pass it down to any McMahons. I just don't see – I don't see it. But we thought a lot of things wouldn't happen that have happened thus far. So Definitely. I mean, I was the one sitting there back in 2001. There's no way Vince is buying WCW. Someone's going to get it else, and it's going to stay. And Maybe that was just me hoping, but – um then Vince bought it, and the only reason Vince got it for $3 million was the fact that Bischoff couldn't get a TV deal. So, I mean, can you imagine what wrestling would have looked like if Bischoff basically... It's a whole, this is a whole other episode, by the way. But if Bischoff <laughs> basically got a TV deal and bought WCW with his investors and kept it going, would we have had other lines of figures we would have had better competition or would it have went under in a couple of years? Would it have been another TNA? Who knows? But at the end of the day, I just don't see Vince selling it. I see, I see Vince giving it to Shane and Stephanie and triple H. And I think triple H is going to take it to the next level. Cause he's going to run it like he does NXT. So, but that's my opinion. Um, well, listeners, You've had us for probably a lot, way longer than normal. But so, still short of what Magic wanted with his four or five hour episode. That's correct. Um, <laughs> don't, so. don't, forget, don't forget to mention our YouTube channel. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, I think we're at 41 subscribers right now, which is 
way short of our 2,000 goal uh, right now that we have because we have 2,000 members in the group. So we want all of you to subscribe. Um, don't forget the free giveaway and the code word that Nick gave out. I'm not repeating it again because that's the whole point. You're supposed to know what it is at this point. And um, by the next episode, we will see how many Undertakers Magic has. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Um, <clears throat> no, just a great episode. I enjoyed talking with you guys. Like I said, it's been a couple weeks, so I appreciate Y'all spending the time here, we chit-chatting. Appreciate the listeners listening. Again, wherever you're listening from, whenever you're listening, it's 2.41 a.m. here for us, so we're burning past the midnight oil for you guys, but we definitely enjoy doing it. So, again, just subscribe, share the Facebook group. We want to grow the community of collectors and uh, just, you know, guys like us that enjoy collections and and wrestling and, and talking wrestling, so... You know, let our page be known and uh, tell your grandmas, your brothers, your sisters, whoever. <laughs> yeah, guys, once again, thank you. Uh, remember, everything we do is for you guys. We couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, we appreciate all of our listeners. Um, guys, and if there's anything you want to see, uh, I'm in my one C, listen to, maybe discuss a certain match, maybe discuss a pay per view, maybe do a watch along on a certain show. Um, give us a message, message, Nate, message myself, gold, Nick, any of us, we're willing to listen. We've had some great questions come up. Uh, we've had great (laughs) comments. We've had some funny stuff, some serious stuff and any, everything in between. And guys, we're, we are loving doing this. Um, thank y'all for the feedback. Just thank you for being part of this. And as always, y'all have a great week. And remember, listeners, as Nate said, that guy was just as pathetic as gold. (laughs) You guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week.